so many people who want to make a career change or a life change, they make an actual U-turn like as if we're driving where they completely turn around and go the other direction. And it's in a lot of ways, we're like little pendulums swinging left and right. And there's a lot of reactivity that we can sometimes bring into our careers. And I think that's one of the biggest career mistakes we can make is be being reactive because we're not in that clarity when we're in that state. And so making a U-turn, a Y-O U-turn to me is really about coming home to yourself and reconnecting to who you truly are. For a lot of years, people would come to me and they would say, I need clarity. And what I really learned throughout my process of coaching hundreds of people in person and thousands of them in online courses is that they don't actually need clarity. They just need to reconnect to themselves. Now let the magic begin. It's Raquel, your favorite soul sister. (laughs) And today, I must say, you may feel the force, the goddess power, the strong feminine energy coming through your speakers as this woman with a capital W, woman supporting woman, and their path vibes are just raining throughout this episode with a special guest. Ashley Stahl. And Ashley, I'd say, is unlike any other guest we've had as her story is fascinating working as a counter-terrorism professional in the Pentagon and now an award-winning career coach. And she also has given a TEDx talk, maintains a monthly career column in Forbes, and has a transformational podcast called U-Turn, as in U-Y-O-U-Turn, like it says on the title, U-Turn. And so on her podcast, she has conversations with career influencers about upgrading your mindset in work and in love, which of course is her main message. So in fact, we just recorded an episode for her podcast, which will be released shortly after her book release on January 26, 2021. So keep that date in mind, January 26, 2021 for her book. Yes, she has a book on the way called, you guessed it, (laughs) U-Turn as well. So, and more specifically, by the way, it's called U-Turn, Get Unstuck, Discover Your Direction and Design Your Dream Career. Um, AKA your own magic when it comes to the energetics of the work realm in your life, yeah? So in this episode, Ashley shares wisdom to navigate this masculine world, especially when it comes to the workforce, with tactical tools and tips. And of course, we talk about making that U turn, Y-O-U, but also how Ashley unlocked this code to see how people can make this U turn by studying a lot of people. She'll talk about it and how to get unstuck and design that career path intentional career path that you have been wanting to endeavor with knowing your core skill set and she shares 10 core skill sets we also talk about the importance of keeping your commitments while simultaneously making space for yourself and so so much more i also must note that if you are living and thriving in your dream career right now as well Of course, this episode will have plenty of golden nuggets for you because it definitely did for me. And I would say that I am living my dream career path currently at the moment. And I definitely took away a lot, especially when it comes to leveling up, enhancing 
this venture of mine. <laughs> it's mostly centered around basically how to become your own career coach, whether you are already living that dream life or you're wanting to pivot your career a bit and unlock your gifts and talents to pave a career path that lights you up. Make that U-turn. <laughs> of course, also follow Ashley. Follow Ashley on the Instagrams at Ashley Stahl, S-T-A-H-L. And of course, Facebook, which is Ashley Stahl Coaching. And if you like this episode, feel free to share it so Ashley and I can see it. And thank you. And feel free to follow me if you are not connected with me yet on the IG at Raquel Mantra. Spelling is very unique, so uh, see show notes. I've received a few messages before saying that I can't find you on Instagram because I didn't know how to spell your name. So yeah, it's in the show notes. I know it's a pretty unique spelling. And of course, connect and say hi on the Your Own Magic Facebook group full of high vibrational, consciously expanded, and I would definitely say many heart chakras are wide, wide, wide open to be there for you in the Euromagic Secret Facebook group, where there's a lot of like-minded beings with what the majority of what this podcast likes to chat about, you know, spiritual, soul-expanding wisdom and systems for us to explore. So yeah, say hi there. And this episode, by the way, is sponsored by Hum Nutrition. Gotta love Hum for always being there. All right, let's dive in, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Ashley Stahl. traveling yeah I was traveling for like five years before William and I met I spent like a quarter maybe a half of the time in Paris and then I wrote my book in Bali with do you know Sam Skelly no okay so Sam and I she's just like she does breath work that's her thing okay and so she was writing a book on emotional eating and then I was writing my book I was writing U-turn so that's that's kind of a little deviation but otherwise it was always Paris that I was going. Amazing. Uh, are you kidding me? Ashley, we have many parallels. Ashley and I have learned there are insane synchronicities between us. There's so many parallels in our journeys that I am just amazed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's so funny. I didn't even know we were recording and it's like, here we are. Because <laughs> it's so easy to talk to you. And I feel like everybody listening to you, they must experience that sense of ease with you. Oh. Is that feedback that you get all the time about your voice? Oh, that's so sweet. Well, yeah. I think that also because I have been so vulnerable on this podcast people deeply connect and can often relate so I do often get when I meet people in person they're like I feel like I know you I'm like well you do and I know you in some way too yeah so yeah (laughs) for sure for sure I think that well that's probably the case for you too I mean you have a very loyal and loving uh listenership yeah you know what I think honestly is whenever somebody tells me they listen to my podcast or they're reading my book I feel like oh wow you know me better than 90% of the people actively in my life because there's so much more depth that I share about my thoughts or about life and wanting to connect with people and I I, it's just think it's so beautiful that we live in a world where this is available I know oh my gosh and I relate to that so deeply because I mean as you know I'm 
home in my hometown for right now for the next month or so. I I don't really see so many people because of everything going on, but when I communicate with others who grew up with me before my entire trajectory in life, trajectory of spirituality, they they think of the old Raquel who was extremely blinded by a lot, not the Raquel, who's evolved to see beyond this and also expanded her own self, an evolved Raquel. Yeah. And so, and so they know the old me, but they don't know me. And so it's so interesting that you say that because that's so true. The people that listen and connect, it's like they really know you and they're your ride or die. They're your soul sisters, your yeah. soul siblings. And so that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And you know, what's so interesting is it's like we change so fast when you're spiritually seeking all the time. And sometimes people from the past kind of hold you hostage to who you used to be in their awareness versus really holding that space and holding you lightly so that there's permission for you to be the next version of you. You know, it's like we're all allowed to change. And for some reason, it feels sometimes like uh, depending on who we surround ourselves with, it's not as um I don't know. I don't want to say not welcomed, but understood that change really can be that anchored and rooted and we can transform as people on an ongoing basis. Oh my gosh. That's so beautifully said. I'm so excited for this conversation. So before we begin and dive into everything about your path, I'd love to hear what lights you up most in the season of your life. Mm, You know, it's so, I feel like I have such an underwhelming answer for this, but what lights me up the most right now is stability. Like, Mm. you know, you and I were talking a lot about traveling and it was such a nourishing time. And there's so much of me that misses traveling the world that misses being a completely free person. And I know I'm always free, but now that I've kind of built my life with somebody and written my book and I told you I have like 19 houseplants or 18 houseplants to water. (laughs) It's like, I am actually so appreciating stability. There's so much creativity that is flying out of me in this place of my life where I have nowhere to be, nowhere to go. I am just like a tree building roots where I am and out of it is coming such inspiration. That's so beautiful and so powerful too. And I completely understand because for the first time, and it's only because of the pandemic, I feel settled for a long time. I just feel settled and grounded and I completely understand. So that's not an underwhelming answer. How have you been doing during this wild, chaotic time of the pandemic? Yeah, I would say, honestly, I've had so much happen. And I feel like this is a lot of people, if they reflect back on 2020 and the pandemic, like how much they've actually achieved during this time. I started working out five days a week. I've never worked out five days a week. (laughs) I've started attempting healthier eating. Like I definitely have a little snack accident here and there. (laughs) I've also just been really deepening with myself. I think there's so much that gets brought up when we can't leave the house and we have to kind of sit with ourselves. And even me having a book coming out right now, it's been such an edge for me because I feel like sometimes I hide behind being a giver and people always say, oh, you're so good at networking. And it's like, well, I just give and give because that's what I like to do. And having a book coming out has required me to put myself out there, ask for favors, ask for introductions. And it has really reminded me why I started a career business in the first place is because I really believe in the power of asking. And so also being at home during this time has been like felt really vulnerable. And I felt really tender because I've been putting myself out there to talk about this book that I wrote and just the journey that I've been on. Oh, that's so exciting, though. I'm sure that is so nerve wracking. I too, I have a hard time asking for favors. Sure, I'm happy to, you know, give but of course, asking is so hard. So this is such a great challenge. Because to be honest, 
the way to push forward is to meet those fears and to challenge yourself with things that are uncomfortable and getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm, It's so true. And, you know, I feel like that's all there really is. Like there's this really intelligent coach, Dan Dan Sullivan. And he said to me once, fear is wetting your pants. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, courage is doing what you're supposed to do with wet pants. And I always remembered that. And so every now and again, I'll be um, on a phone call or in an opportunity or in a conversation that's really big for me. And I just kind of tell myself like, it's okay. I need to do what I'm supposed to do with wet pants. Good to know. I so easily, if something doesn't feel, if something feels off, I'm so easy to say, you know what, let's, let's reschedule or let's do another day. But it's not an easy pattern. Well, isn't it such a fine line to honor the plans that we had and the commitments that we made, but also to keep that space open for who we're becoming all of the time and what we uh, need all of the time. It's such a, a, line, a line that we walk. And for me, having worked in counterterrorism, like you can take me out of the government, but there, there's a little bit of the government still inside of me, like the, the structure and it's like commitment and devotion and justice, like all of that stuff still lives in me. And so when I, I used to really be hard on myself for canceling plans, um, because I hold my commitments so high and yet I've learned to really lighten and soften because I know that I can't be the person I really want to be in my career, in my life, in my relationship. If I don't start making space for that growth all of yes. the time. There's such a balance. I know a lot of people don't like that word, but I do. And there really is such a balance. But like if you're severely sick or if you really just need the space for yourself and something doesn't feel right, even though you had this prior commitment, honor that indeed. But also if you do want to reschedule, ask yourself, is this just because I'm scared or I just want to avoid it and procrastinate? That's something to always ask yourself and check in. And I'm curious, I want to hear your story and what was the catalyst that led you to this path of coaching and then writing? Mm, I love this. It's so interesting because you're so real, Raquel, that it's almost like I'm looking at my own story and asking myself (laughs) as I answer this question, like, how do I share my story with even more honesty, with even more you know, like vulnerability for everybody listening to support them too. Honestly, I feel like I'm like everybody. I kind of did all the things right. I went to school. I got the degree. I did the internships. I studied foreign languages and I was just kind of like on this path. And I grew up in a house where the news was always on. And from a really young age, I watched my dad argue with my uncles every single Sunday over dinner about politics. And I started forming my own little opinions for better or for worse. Another parallel, another parallel. <laughs> I'm curious about that one. <laughs> and I I went to school and didn't really know what I was supposed to study. And I just kind of grabbed onto government and history because I didn't really feel like I knew myself yet. And I all I could do was really grab onto something that seemed interesting. And, you know, I remember going to the career services office and the advisor who was there, she said to me something like, um, well, just do what you love or follow your bliss. And I remember all of those three worded tirades that we all bought into. And I think those got me more lost than I ever would have been is trying to follow my passion or try to get my foot in the door, all of those different things that were told. And so what really happened for me was I just followed something I was interested in and I knew early on that that was just a plan and that it would probably change, but something in my intuition told me to keep following it anyway. And having grown up around 9-11 and having family on the East Coast, I was really moved to help with national security. I was always fascinated by cultures. I was really good at learning foreign languages. So I did everything I could to set myself up for that career. And then when I graduated, it was the recession and I couldn't get a job to save my life. 
And I remember, you know, getting this admin job, making minimum wage. And every single day I woke up feeling like, what am I doing here? Like I work, I, I speak multiple foreign languages. I got a graduate degree from the best school I could. And I really wanted to use my brain. And at that moment, I contacted my university and I asked them, do you have a list of alumni who moved to DC or graduated from here and are there? And they ended up sending me 2000 names. And she, you know, it, it was just amazing. I worked my way through that list on my breakfast and on my lunch break. And it was just such a profound experience to put myself in the face of failure. I talked to so many people. I was more scared of staying in my job than I was of calling these people and embarrassing myself. And I eventually learned how to get a job offer. And from all of those conversations, I got the confidence to ditch my job in LA, move to DC with just $3,000 in my bank account. And I started meeting up with the people that I had phone calls with. They started recommending me to people. And through that, I learned how to job hunt. I got three job offers and I ended up getting an executive role at the Pentagon in Washington, DC, which was crazy. (laughs) What? What? I know. What? The Pentagon is the government facility that I probably have the ultimate respect for because of alien stuff. But anyways, keep going. I'm so interested. Oh my gosh. I have so many more questions about the aliens because I was definitely not in that unit. (laughs) Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But still, it's so cool. Yeah. I ended up meeting this guy at a college fair. I I literally went to college fairs that I wasn't a student at that college. So I like broke into college fairs in DC because I was like so desperate to get a job. Ended up meeting this guy and he was like, look, we have this executive role opening up. He was a defense contracting firm. And so Pentagon kind of hires him to provide staff. So it's kind of a backdoor into the government. And he's like, look, we have all these sergeants that have been doing this job and they keep delegating their way out of the job because that's what they were taught to do. And they're really good at it. But we need somebody who's going to do the job. And so I ended up getting this crazy opportunity, almost tripling, quadrupling my salary and just accepted this position with so much energy and excitement to do it. Uh, so I was kind of on the front lines of the war on terror and getting help, helping NATO um, pull out of Afghanistan in 2011. And meanwhile, as I was doing that on the sidelines, I had so many friends say, how did you get this job? How did you make this happen? And so I started helping friends network and help them rewrite their resume, help them figure out what they wanted to do next. And they all said to me, you should be a career coach. And I was like, that sounds insane. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know, I just remember thinking like of a hockey coach, you know, like somebody on the sidelines of the sports arena. Like I didn't even know what a coach was. And eventually I learned I started my business and that has translated into the U-Turn podcast and the U-Turn book and my courses. And I've just been on a mission ever since then to help anybody that really wants to create a career that lights them up um, do that. And it's been really, really fulfilling. I was able to leave my job just a couple years later and I've been at it ever since. It's been about eight years now. You did a complete U-turn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's amazing that you got to learn firsthand initially. First hand from the 2,000 people. I can't believe you talked. Did you talk to 2,000 people, really? I mean, a lot of them didn't pick up the phone. I would say I probably talked to at least 1,000 of them. That's amazing. So you talked to, you know, a good a good handful of people, indeed, and you learned firsthand. And then that led you to receive three job offers, which a lot of people would give their left arm for at this time. I just want to honor you as well for 
whatever you did at the Pentagon, it sounds like that shaped you in a lot of ways and the human you are today and the perspectives that you have today, but also simultaneously with or without knowing, consciously making decisions for you, for yourself and what works for you. It sounds like you're somebody who really loves to help people. And like you said, you love to give. So honoring that part of you that rewards your soul as well, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think you know, I remember in grad school having these moments where everybody was so in love with counterterrorism, national security, all the things I was studying. And I remember leaving the lecture halls and thinking to myself, like, okay, it's been four hours of lecture. I need a break. And it was in those moments that I realized there was a gap between me and all of the people who would go on and really devote themselves to that career path because I was just interested in it. And I think all of us have a lot of interests. Um, in our career, but we don't necessarily know what to do with them. And I watched a lot of people who were lit up about the government. They wanted to talk about it after the four hour lecture. Whereas I was like, oh, let's talk about Britney Spears or, you know, the fact that Michael Jackson just passed away, like whatever. I was just interested in pop culture and so many different parts of me that I was holding so many different interests. And so that's one thing I think a lot of people get kind of stuck on is how do they make sense of what they're interested in and how do they know which ones are meant to be a career? Right. So how can one receive that clarity or just see that they have something else, let's say that they want to take another path or they're, they have yet to decide that they want to pivot or they're trying to explore a new career path? How can they receive this clarity to know what is best for them? Yeah, it's so interesting because looking back, there is some part of me that already knew that this wouldn't be my path, but there was another part of me that knew I needed to follow it anyway. And so I think that um, as humans, we're, we're quite simple. We could also be very complex. And I think there's a complexity to holding those two thoughts of this isn't for me and I still want to do it for some reason. And so more than anything else, any content I could give anybody, I say your intuition already knows. And I truly believe that when you follow what feels good, when you follow what makes your body feel a sense of expansion, a sense of inspiration, our intuition and our bodies are constantly speaking to us. Um, You know, you could be in a conversation with somebody and you feel in your gut, like they're doing something that you're just like, wow, I want to check that out. I want to know about that. And so that's first is your intuition. But beyond that, I would say from a more tactical standpoint as a career expert, it's more important than anything that you start to take notice of what your actual skills are. My big message that I wrote in U-Turn and that I just keep talking about in everything I do is don't just do what you love, do what you are. And everybody kind of comes into the world with a different core skill set. And for some people, it's so obvious and easy for them that they don't even realize that it's a skill that they have. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, my big advice is um, start to ask people in your life when they've seen you at your best, for example. Like if you, anybody listening right now, if they text maybe their parents, a couple close friends, a couple colleagues or something like that, um, they would be amazed if they said, when have you seen me at my best? And you'll find that people will talk about things that you've done that maybe weren't even on your awareness. You know what I mean? Like you didn't even know that that was available. You didn't even know that um, that was something that you were up to. And then you can ask yourself, what skill set were you using when people saw you at your best? Because as much as we know ourselves, according to research, other people can give us, they tend to give us better feedback in our love life. Like according to the research, people know if a couple is going to divorce better than the couple knows. Wow. Um, and it's, 
I think it's the same with the your career. Like sometimes people can notice where you're really shining and it's so obvious or easy for you that you don't even notice that that's where you're shining. That is so true and so beautifully said. We also often, especially when we're so emotionally involved, we can end up clouding our intuitive voice, our inner voice. We can often cloud that because we're so heavily invested in trying to figure it out where we can't see. Mm-hmm. Our interruption, just a very brief interruption to talk about and thank our sponsor of this episode who you've heard me talk about probably 444 times by now. But Hum, Hum Nutrition has been a little sponsor since pretty much day uno and they are helping millions with one of our greatest assets, our physical vessel. If you didn't know, HUM was actually birthed from founders that were struggling with skin and other breakouts after doing everything that the doctor prescribed and trying out all the different lotions and yada yada. They just really wanted to find something that was a bit more natural, more pure, but also very high quality. And that is where HUM was born initially for the skin, but they have branched out to help a variety of other problems or conditions such as gut issues, like their gut instinct supplement, which I have definitely used many times as it contains 10 strain probiotics, 25 billion organisms, and provides 30 vegan capsules for a 30 day supply. But there are a variety of other supplements as well that people love to go to and of course many of them are vegan. One of their more popular ones which I also enjoy is their flatter me pill which helps decrease the bloating and break down the proteins and carbs and fiber and fats and lactose I guess is if you eat that to help you digest because It's a blend of digestive enzymes, including ginger and fennel and peppermint. And I talk about these because for me, my gut had always been my greatest issue. But again, there are a variety of other ones such as hair, skin, nails, metabolism, sleep, and aging. But one thing that I really appreciate is that they connect you with a free personal nutritionist before you even choose one so that way you can choose the right micronutrient to support whatever your beautiful vessel needs and i know there are people from all over the world that listen to this podcast so they don't only deliver to america wherever you're at they likely serve so go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code magic m-a-g-i-c for 20 percent off that's humnutrition.com promo code magic and now enjoy the rest of this episode curious what exactly is a u-turn y-o-u for anyone listening yeah i i feel like so many people who want to make a career change or a life change, they make an actual U-turn like as if we're driving where they completely turn around and go the other direction. And it's in a lot of ways, it's like we're like little pendulums swinging left and right. Um, and there's a lot of reactivity that we can sometimes bring into our careers. And I think that's one of the biggest career mistakes we can make is be being reactive because we're not in that clarity when we're in that state. And so making a U-turn, a Y-O-U turn to me is really about coming home to yourself and reconnecting to who you truly are. And that's why in the book, 
with the subtitle of Get Unstuck, Discover Your Direction, and Design Your Dream Career, I was really about these three elements of coming back to yourself. And for a lot of years, people would come to me and they would say, I need clarity. And what I really learned throughout my process of coaching hundreds of people in person and thousands of them in online courses is that they don't actually need clarity. They just need to reconnect to themselves because when you can reconnect to who you truly are, your likes, your interests, what lights you up, what makes you feel a sense of expansion, it becomes really easy to know what your next move is. And that to me is what making a turn is all about is really coming back home to yourself. Mm, that's where you also explore, like you said, your core skill set and I also shared basically my U-turn on your podcast, and I think that it's such a pivotal, it's such a monumental moment in our life when we really can see what we're really worth and make that U-turn. So how, okay, so you were talking about how people may, in, first and foremost, intuitively feel this, and then there are tactical ways. However, let's say that they just can't quite yet see there's still such a cloud it's such an opaque vision on how they're feeling on what they want to do how on earth can they allow this cloud to dissipate so their vision's lucid and they can finally see what trajectory to go forth towards yeah i think taking a tactical route i think there's something really powerful about blending the mystical and the practical so as much as i can talk about intuition and expansion i think there's something so powerful about coupling that with actionable tools. And so throughout the book, I give an 11 step roadmap to come back home to yourself. And one of the most powerful steps that I would love to support anybody listening right now, especially if they're a note taker with is your core skill set. So as I was writing the book, I was reflecting on surveys and just this body of work that I've collected the past 10 years with more than a half a million people taking surveys that I've put out to my email list and stuff like that. And what I found is that there's really 10 core skill sets that exist in the workplace and pretty much in general in the workforce. And when you can kind of click into what your core skill set is, what you really lead with, what your natural ability is, it becomes a lot easier to start to take a look at what job options are out there, or if you're a business owner, what pivot you can make in your business so that you can build your business around your skill set. Um, would it be helpful for me to jam through those 10? Absolutely. Okay. I'm on it. So number one is innovation. And you want to kind of think about all of these skill sets as an energy. None are better than the other, but it's not just the tactical of what you're doing in that skill set. It's the energy that you're in as you're using it. So the innovation skill set is the entrepreneur. It also can be the intrapreneur. It's a creative self-starter. Sometimes if the, it's an intrapreneur, maybe they own their own book of business under a brand, like an insurance agent or a real estate agent or a talent agent. Um, or maybe they're a second in command or somebody that's rising quickly in the ranks of a company, helping the visionary, helping the entrepreneur. This is somebody who leads in a constant mindset of innovation, like Elon Musk, for example. Mm -hmm. And then number two is the builder. This is, and again, it's an energy. So this can be anything from the more tactical, like a construction worker or a mechanic. It could also be a web developer, somebody who's actually building um, as a website. And then number three, I think is both of ours, Raquel, I'm curious if this one's yours, is words. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> words are, um, you know, for the speakers, the writers, the content creators, the salespeople, the business developers, words are such a powerful skill set. And one thing that I think about a lot with this one that applies to all of the skill sets is whether you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. Because oh, are you an introvert or an extrovert, Raquel? I feel like you're extroverted with me, but I'm curious how you navigate the world. 
1000% an introvert when it comes to navigating the world. I, I do enjoy my personal space and time. I probably spend 90% of my time alone, if I'm being honest, maybe with just one other person. It's just the way I've always been. Mm. However, I am very outgoing and I do care a lot about what's going on with other people in the world. And that's where the extrovert side comes out. So it's it's complicated. I guess I'm uh, an ambivert, but really ultimately an introvert. I do focus a lot on the internal world and spend a lot of time alone. Yeah. Whenever I hear somebody say ambivert, I always think I'm leaning towards introvert because if you're saying ambivert, it usually means that you definitely do need some time away from people to get your energy back. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like it, to me, it's so important because it, it, there's different ways of expressing a skill set. So if you take number one is innovation, number two is building, number three is words. So if you take words and you use it externally, that looks like being a speaker. You know, that looks like being on stages. That could be a spokesperson. It's 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 a lot of peopling, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yep. I, think I just made up that word, but a lot of peopling. And, I like that. People. Yeah. And if you use the word skill set internally, that looks like more writing. That looks like such a different energy field you're spending your time in. And so I think it's really important to ask yourself these questions. Um, and then number four is motion. So this is the energy of a fitness person, a masseuse. It could even be a tour guide. It's somebody that needs to be out moving on their feet in some way. That's the number one. And then number five is service. And the service people bring up a big question for me as well. Um, these are the humanitarians, the nurses, the supporters. We need these people so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, they make the world go around being of service. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But one question that you and I kind of talked about was people pleasing. Yes. And I always ask the service people, are you actually like, is that really your core skill set or did you just learn to be a people pleaser? And so Ooh. it's very important that those service people ask that question. Oh. And I think any of these ways of being. It's like, are you wounded in this? Does this come from some sort of childhood trauma that makes you have this skill set? Or are you inspired? And maybe it's both. Ooh, you, know? I, you know what is so interesting? And also when it comes to, like you said, introvert, extrovert, because perhaps however we grew up, that might shape how we decide to perceive the world or be in the world or present ourselves in the world. Is this truly their core? Is this truly who they are? Or is it because that's how they were raised? That's their nurturing. What is true for them? That can be actually pretty hard to face sometimes. Yes, exactly. And I honestly feel like it, that's, again, why it's so helpful to have people around us that can let us know what they think or what they see. And it's not to say to borrow out your self-trust and give it to somebody else and not listen to yourself, but considering other people, what other people see is so powerful. And with service, I think it's just such an easy example to say, like, are you really a helper or is this, this just how you learn to be? And you could be both. It could just be how you learn to be and you're really inspired by it. But I think asking this question of is it wounded or inspired mm -hmm. for every single skill set that you're considering or, you know, am I an introvert or an extrovert? Like, how does this apply to the way I could express this skill set in the world? I love this so, so, so much. And I think another way that people can ask themselves and be completely honest with themselves is how does it stimulate you? If it's overstimulating and it's just too much for you to handle, sometimes it gives you that anxiety that you and I were talking about on your podcast, that anxiety. 
in some way, perhaps that's truly not at your core because your soul will let you know through anxiety what is not right for you right now, what's not working out. Or does it leave you with a seed of happiness? Yeah, sometimes it might be exhausting or you might feel sad about certain things because some things don't work out, but it also at the same time simultaneously lights you and liberates you and you don't have that seed of anxiety. Yes. It doesn't feel overstimulating. So that might be another way to learn, is this truly for you? Yes, exactly. I, I feel like what a beautiful question. Is this truly for me? And I think the answer can change, you know, like in the same way that I had an amazing pair of jeans that always fit me and was my go-to three years ago. I don't wear them anymore. It's like we change, you know, and um, even looking at these skill sets, like number six is coordinating. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got the event coordinators, the operations people, the project managers, like God bless these people. This Mm -hmm. is like my last core skill set. (laughs) And, you know, I've known so many people that have been really in coordination for a lot of their life. It was a core skill set for them. It was what they led with. And then eventually they get to a place where they're like, this isn't for me anymore. And I think, you know, it's important to know what your primary skill set is. Everybody has a primary one. Um, And from there, kind of considering what is your secondary skill set? What is behind that? And sometimes it's fun to combine them. Like number seven is analysis. So that's the researchers, the academics, the economists. Um, What do you get when you get a words person and an analysis person, you probably get an academic, you know, somebody who's writing articles and journals. So it's, it's helpful to know your secondary one, but you don't always have to, to know it or harp on it or make yourself be someone that maybe you're not anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that 10? One? Nope. 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 Seven. Seven. So innovation, building words, motion, service, coordinating analysis. Number eight is numbers, our number crunchers. Number nine is technology. So our IT tech geniuses, our artificial intelligence creators. And then number 10 is my favorite one, Mm -hmm. and it's beauty. So this is the interior designer, the makeup artist, people who make art of the world around them. And I love this skill set so much. Beautiful. They just have that eye for aesthetics. Yes. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake 
free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. So I have innovation, builder, words, motion, service, coordinating, academic. Is number or is academic one or is that? No, analysis. Oh, analysis. Analysis, but I know a lot of academics are analysis. Gotcha. gotcha. And then numbers, technology, and beauty. Amazing. Okay, so with these 10... I highly recommend someone take note, maybe in your notes on your phone or your journal, perhaps listen within and deal into what is your primary, secondary, tertiary, and maybe which one do you not connect with at all. Mm -hmm. And it might take some time. I I personally couldn't do this right off the bat, but I highly recommend just take, take a mental note. Yeah, I love this. And I think also, you know, kind of going back to that question, asking people, when have you seen me at my best? And take a look at these 10 core skill set. What core skill set do you kind of reside in? And another thing is like a lot of people, they tend to throw out the whole pie. So maybe they're in a job that they're using that core skill set, but maybe they're using it as um, very externally when they want to be using it internally. There's a different way for them to express their core skill set. And so I always tell people to be a little bit more hesitant about throwing something completely out when, I mean, because there's really two dynamics, Raquel. There's the what of what your skill set is and what job title you do or what business you have, how you're using your energy. And then there's the how. And that has to do with, your core values, you know, like research shows that 50% of people leave their job because they don't like their boss. And so what that tells me is how your job look ma- looks matters. And I think that comes back down to your core values and what principles you hold dearly, which is very separate from your core skill set, but also really, really matters. And when you create your life. Oh, that's so true. I'm always curious when people are thriving in some way or they found their magic, what their how is, their how, how they got there. You know, I asked you about your journey on how you got to where you are, but also their why. And so perhaps for yourself, if you are either deciding to pivot from the job you're in or start something new and you have all these different ideas in your mind, the first one to begin with, perhaps what is your strongest why? Mm-hmm. Like you have a very strong why for what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And my why comes back down to my core values, which kind of goes into that that category of how I want my life to look. My biggest why is self-expression. Like I feel like I'm here to just express. And I feel like as I use my words, I can help other people. It's kind of like, I think about that person, you know, that friend that we all probably have where they have something maybe autoimmune and they're always looking for the answer and they're in pain and they're just trying to figure out what's wrong with them. And they go see 20 doctors and they're trying to get the answer. It's like that moment that that doctor figures out what it is, that itself is a healing, even if the news is bad news for them, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That mystery and that unknown can be so detrimental. Yes. Well, and I think that's kind of what I can do as I self-express is I'm able to put words through my own experience to other people's experience. And I really feel like that's my 
big why is as I process my life and use my words, I can help other people process their life and show up differently through that. And so that comes back to core values. And I think everybody has different principles by which they, you know, live their lives or see the world. And it's so important that people really lock into what they hold so dearly in their hearts. Oh my gosh, exactly. And then when they do see what they hold so dearly or feel what they hold so dearly in their hearts and receive this clarity, how can they, whether they are starting something new or wanting to just enhance whatever they're doing, how can they get over any emotional or mental block that might be holding them back in some way and just begin taking more steps to design a new lane or to expand in the lane they're in. Yeah, I would say the first thing is um, once you kind of get clear on your core skill set, there's a whole field of work called job crafting. And I love it. Like, sounds very Star Wars, like, (laughs) 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 but I feel like anybody in their work right now, whether you own a business or you're in your job, you can ask yourself, like, how do I want to express my core skill set that I want? Because a lot of us carry our core skill set with us throughout our lives. And if you're able to take initiative at work and ask your boss, you know, if um, there's a way for you to, um, I don't know, like better express yourself or there's a project you can take on to better honor your core skill set. If you can set aside that time to think about what is that project would that would add so much value to my company and so much value to me and the skill set that I'm working on building, being able to take that time and that initiative to ask your boss if you can take that, you know, take that on is so powerful because you're able to create your future and create your destiny in some way if you're doing that. Um, I think another thing is also just around core values. A lot of people feel this gnawing sense of something's missing in their work, whether it's in their job or their business. I know that you went through a lot of that, you know, as you kind of started your podcast. And a a lot of the times I find that what's missing sometimes is just Mm -hmm. you as a whole, but is a core value. And the, and another thing that I've learned about core values is that when somebody is in a more visceral experience, like something is not working and they need out immediately, what that's really about is that a core value is being actively violated. And when that happens, I feel like that's when we go into that visceral experience of wanting to leave, wanting to get out, stuff like that. Um, and so it's so important that we're able to kind of get down to the bottom of why isn't something working for us and what can we do to really honor ourselves? Oh my gosh, exactly. Even myself, I'm so beyond thankful that I have this new, well, I guess it's not so new anymore, but you know, that I've been on this path with your own magic has been my main baby, my main focus, I guess my main career, which doesn't always feel like a career because it's just also so fun, which I think is a huge factor that comes into play. But there's always this part of me that feels like, okay, so it's time to do more. What to do? What shall I do? What feels right for me? And I think that going inward and figuring out, all right, so what are my core skill sets and what lights me up? I think that is a great way to know how to continue to enhance where you're at because there are a lot of people, they love what they're doing. However, they just know that there's more. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to take that step. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like um, there's so much mindset work. And even for me being a career coach and writing career books and you know, leading with this, I, I know that career is not just a matter of the heart, but it's a matter of confidence and worthiness. And that's something that you and I had talked about a lot on my podcast episode with you 
is mm-hmm. just owning that worthiness. Um, and so for me, if you can't feel worthy uh, and if you don't give yourself that work around confidence, it's like you're never going to fully see what's possible for you. And it's so important to kind of take a look. And I always tell people to even write down on a piece of paper, like I'm not in where I want to be in my career because, and then just fill in the blank. Being so honest, so brutally, but you know, honest with love, tough love. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think when you can do that, um, you know, it's, it's powerful because you're able to really take a look at, why aren't you where you are? What limiting belief are you buying into? Where does that come from in your life? And how can you now forgive yourself for that and rewire it and find a different way of being? Oh, I think that this is going to be so helpful for so many people. I know a lot of people are testing the waters in many ways because people want to share what they're passionate about, which is wonderful. And there are a lot of people that are just graduating and you know moving into a new career or where they interned at, kind of like what happened with me in the beginning, or perhaps what they're doing is not part of their calling or let's let's be honest during this pandemic apparently our unemployment rate has skyrocketed and especially given these hard times how do they navigate these waters when they feel like okay well this venture that i'm taking on is not working out or can't find a job like how do they open up yeah. you off you were offered three jobs yeah definitely i would say once they've kind of done this clarity work and confidence work, actually getting out there, it's life is a numbers game. And I hate to say it because it feels so masculine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but we have the masculine and feminine energies in our life and that's inevitable. Yeah, exactly. But it, it feels like there's something really powerful about getting clear on what you want and getting really precise about who you're talking to, to make that happen. Yeah. You know, the skillful means of that. And so Um, For anybody listening, I would say once you get that clarity, come up with a list of places that you would absolutely love to work. Or if you're a business owner, come up with a list of businesses and people who are out there having a business or living a life that you really want to live and ask yourself, um, how do I get in touch with the right person? How do I start having a conversation? Because clarity comes from engagement. It doesn't come from thought as much, you know? So if you can really engage in some way, whether that's you know, listening to podcasts like this one or taking a course or talking to a friend or just having conversations in general, it's so powerful. So coming up with that list of people or places and starting to have those conversations and letting people know what you're looking for, it sounds so basic and it's so underrated. And just remembering life is a numbers game and the more opportunities people you talk to, the more opportunities you're creating in your life. And to me, even though, yeah, of course, that sounds like a masculine energy thing. It's so necessary to know. And I think a lot of people will deeply resonate with that. And as you become aware of all this and actually take little actions like that for yourself, for example, writing what whoever inspires you and actually connecting with them and taking those little inspired actions. It's so beautiful how the universe basically opens so many doors because you stepped into that worth and that knowingness and that fear in a sense or that uncomfortable that uncomfortable space in order to expand. Exactly. And and I think that it's almost like the cost of admission if you really want to enjoy your career is to be uncomfortable. That's just the tax that comes with the journey. And if you're willing to put that out there and sit in that discomfort um, for it, you're going to get so much. And I think that's why having a good career is a lot about just learning how to manage your nervous system. Oh, yes. And honoring and taking care of that nervous system. Yeah. 
This is amazing. Is there any, are there any other messages before we wrap this up? And I think if you're willing, I'd like to go into a quick rapid fire. Yeah, no, I think honestly, you just asked me such great questions. You're so good at this. I feel like anybody listening, I hope that they, you know, reflected on these skill sets, maybe send a text out to people and um, get, get some more clarity out of this. And if you're like me, because I'm sure a lot of people listening are, have a, and you might even have this too, I do not have an easy time reaching out. It takes a lot of effort and actual conscious effort to reach out and share what's really going on within or to ask questions like this. Because first of all, you know, you don't really want to socialize in the first place. Second of all, <laughs> you, you just don't feel like being a burden. But you know what? People are way more open and willing to help out more than you realize. I mean, if you're also somebody that is willing to help out, why wouldn't somebody else? That's something I always have to tell myself. I'm like, if this person reached out to me and asked this, I'd be more than happy to like share whatever. So it's just getting over that block as well of reaching out to people. That's one of the uncomfortable zones that some people really do have to face. I too, I still have to consciously make myself do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, and I feel like, um, you know, like we were talking about this on when you came onto my show, it's like, asking is such an edge and it's so important Mm -hmm. and talk about universal laws of giving and receiving like we can't just keep putting out all the time without receiving and replenishing and there's like there's a gift for other people in giving to you and I think it's really just about surrounding yourself with people who really get that yes and honestly let's say that they really don't want to answer they they won't but I doubt that will be the case and so you're not you're really not being a burden in any way and people are more than happy to give that wisdom because like you said it's a reward for them in some way too yeah exactly i love that exactly all right ready for a random fire yeah let's do it fire at me (laughs) all right are you an early bird or a night owl i am a night owl do you have a morning routine yeah i light incense and there's a scent by this brand called triloca and i love their hawaiian high or their amber incense and then i brew my coffee and I put a question at the top of the page in my journal and I answer it without knowing what I'm going to say. I love that. Do you write the question yourself? Yeah. I just kind of come up with a different question every day to kind of prompt myself. So sometimes the question is as simple as how are you doing right now? And I'm actually surprised because I have so many thoughts that will come out with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Other times it'll be, what do you, like I I did a TED talk and the question I ask in the talk is, what do you know that you wish you didn't know? Oh, Um, yeah love that question. And I always will get a lot of intuitive information from that question. Um, Another question I'll ask myself is, what are you stressed about right now? And I start to take a look at what are my stressors and do they deserve my stress? Oh, I love that. That's also why I also call this random fire because I like people to elaborate on everything because there's so much more juice to what we wouldn't know. Okay. So how would you describe your TED Talk X experience? Mm, You know, one of the things that I have learned about public speaking is that the best speakers go by a script. And I hate to admit that, but it's it's almost like the play Hamilton in New York. Like, why do people pay $2,000 a ticket every single time? Because they know that the show that happens on Friday is going to be the same that happens on Saturday. There's consistency. Yes, that makes sense. And so for me with TEDx, it was a, I would say a very laborious and fulfilling experience where I worked really, really, really hard on preparing that talk. Um, It was my best work as a speaker, the most recent TED talk I gave. And I feel like um, there's really a lot of art to that hard work in speaking. And I hate to admit it because I love the idea of saying I just flow and channel, but I don't do that when I'm a speaker. Well, that's fair. I mean, that's part of public speaking. There are people like Gary Vee, who I guess apparently just goes there and just starts saying 
being whatever. It's amazing. I, I know it, it is. But yeah, his core skill set is indeed words. I do think as well, if I were to do a TED Talk, I would want to prepare because I want to make sure that I am very concise and linear because I'm not so much of a linear talker. I just go on these different rampages. So I think it's necessary for some people indeed. Yeah, totally. And we don't think linear, like we're not a bunch of robots, you know? I know, exactly. Oh, okay. Do you know your birth chart signs? Do you know your sun, moon, yes. uh, maybe rising sign? Yeah, I'm I, curious. I absolutely love astrology. It's one of the very few things that I totally I don't want to say I live by, but I consider, I kind of see astrology almost like it's a weather. It's the weather. It's almost like, okay, there's an 80% chance of this. And then from there I get to kind of choose. I don't know. That's how I see it. I love that. I love that. That's so true. What are your signs? What are your signs? So I'm a Gemini, which I mean, you probably aren't surprised. Like every minute of my life is separate from the last. (laughs) Makes sense. And then I'm also, my rising sign is Leo, which is the performer, you know, and it's funny because I, tell myself like, oh no, I don't like to be seen. I don't like to be out there, but I guess there's some part of me that totally does. And then I'm not sure about my other signs at the moment, but I know those are the two that I think about a lot. That's so interesting. Yeah. I totally get that. And with the Leo thing as well, I'm a, my sun and moon are Leo. Oh, fun. I'm not, you see my Instagram though. I don't put myself out there too much except for the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, and when I was in the entertainment industry, I was behind the scenes. Well, I guess apparently they counteract each other. So, so the double Leo is a little more introverted, but yeah, I totally understand that whole thing. But at the same time, here you are, you're on this podcast, you have a book, out you did a TED talk you have a podcast there's a side of you yeah you might not try to be the center of attention or like you're not attention thirsty however (laughs) you do have this knack for being out there and putting yourself out there yeah definitely and and I honestly as I I I was actually remembering as you were talking my moon is in cancer which is like social aware (sighs) and emotion emotional what's your main sign my sun signs leo my moon signs leo and my rising is cancer Ah, I can so see this, like the home and the emotions and deeply feeling. And I love cancers. They're really beautiful signs. I mean, all of them are in their own right. That's why we're so emotional. I don't know if you're emotional, but I'm very sure. I can be for sure. (laughs) Yeah, but I love that side. I love that side. I think that's why I'm grounded as a Leo. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. And I I wonder, do you think all of your listeners know their astrology? Of course. I mean, I I wouldn't say, of course, everybody knows, but of course, that's something that we talk a lot about on the show. And yeah, I would say at least 92.5% know their signs an entire birth chart. Mm, Amazing. Yeah. It's such a beautiful piece of information. And I've been getting into human design lately and I absolutely love that as well. Okay. What is your design? I am a manifesting generator and I am a three, five, which means I'm an experimenter and a teacher. What are you? I see that I'm a projector. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Everybody close to me is a projector. It's so funny. Like my best friend, my partner. Now you, no wonder I like you so much. (laughs) It's like, projectors I attract the projectors you do well that's also why maybe you're so wise and you yourself in a sense are I mean you're a guide you're a leader and yeah it makes a lot of sense why you surround yourself with that so the universe gave you a billboard at no cost actually three billboards at no cost whatsoever completely free as a gift to share this one message on the billboards across the main highways in major cities all around the world what would these billboards read? It's all temporary. 
Uh, that would be the first one. I love that. It's all temporary. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Everything's moving, you know? Like, we suffer so much thinking something's always here. It's it's going to go. Even the suffering's going to go. Even the pain's going to go, you know? For sure. Um, another billboard would say, everything is all made up. Ooh. You know? It's all an illusion. It's another one. The final one, you said three. Um, who you are always wins. That's a big message that I have in my book is who you are always wins. I talk a lot about how in our career, we kind of choose a path out of all of these mechanisms and eventually who we are, what we really want, what our skills actually are, it's going to want to come through. And so we either kind of burn the bridges and take the bandaid off now, or we're going to have to burn them and take them off later. But who you are always wins. Oh my gosh. I love that one so much. I don't know if you experience this, but I get people end up kind of emulating the podcast or they like take the name in some way for their own thing. And they do this similar stuff, you know, and then I notice eventually in time it falls away and I'm like, well, per- perhaps they followed the inspiration. This is kind of my, I have this on my bio right now because it's so prevalent in my life. And I notice people will end up falling away later on, but because they're not being who they truly are and who they truly are will always win. Mm-hmm. Who they are is their magic, mm-hmm. not emulating someone else. And I think that's key to know. Absolutely. And I feel like um, that's the the blessing of the world that we're in is like, everybody is enough as they are. And for some reason, we don't give ourselves permission to be who we are. We're afraid that there's something wrong with us or that we can't survive as well by being us. And it's, it's not true. There's so much room on top. Every field of work has leaders and there's no reason anybody listening can't be one. Oh, I love that so much. All right. Now this is the last question that I ask all the own Magic guests. Mm. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? Mm, I think the most important thing that I do quite often is I have this list that I keep in my journal and it's a list of places, peoples, and and things that make me feel myself. And so I think anybody who doesn't have a list like that, write it down. It could be anything from like, I was talking to you about how much I love Paris or the ocean makes me feel me, or it could be a dance class or a couple of friends, certain names come to mind that I'm like, wow, when I'm with you, I feel me. And when I'm in that energy field, it just takes me back home. It's, it's a quick little U-turn coming back to me with those people or those things. And so that would be my big secret for anybody is to do the things that make you feel you so that you can vibe higher and then create from that space again, get back on track. Oh, I love that. And then you're innately in your core skill set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Come back home to yourself. And especially when you said surrounding yourself with the people that bring you back home to yourself. And there were instantly a couple of people that popped in my mind and they just make me feel at home. That's who you surround yourself with. And that's so beautiful. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, I I honestly, I don't know why we often spend so much time in energies that don't match ours when we there's so many beautiful people out there that you can surround yourself with and create that intentional community with. Absolutely. I love that. And also, I mean, not even just who you surround yourself with, but perhaps even who you listen to, who you consume. Maybe you consume certain content that might be fun for the ego for a second or the mind for a second, but that doesn't feel like you at your core, feel like home for you. So something to keep in mind too as well. Um, All right. So where can everyone find you? Mm, thanks for asking. Um, I'm always on Instagram at Ashley Stahl. And then right now with my book coming out, we are doing a really fun bundle. A lot of friends have stepped up. It was so amazing to receive this from them. They sell all these courses online, money mindset, figure out your purpose, starting your side hustle. And they gave me all of them to give to pre-order buyers for free. So at uturnbook.com, it's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N book.com is the place to go if you want to grab that whole bundle of courses for 
free and get your book. I'd be so honored. Wait, that is amazing. What amazing friends. If I had a course, I would totally do that. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I feel like you would have so much to say. I feel like you need to have a course. I truly want to make sure that it's something that is super authentic and not already done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, no- nothing can be already done if it's you because you're such a little snowflake. Ah, we all are. <laughs> we all are. Very true, very true. <laughs> Ashley, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. And oh, by the way, everybody, her last name is spelled S-T-A-H-L, like it says in the title of this podcast. But I just figured a lot of people might type in Ashley S-T-A-L-L, and that's not it. S-T-A-H-L. <laughs> wrong Ash. <laughs> yes, wrong Ash. So Ashley, amazing to have you on and share your wisdom. And I also love to be on your podcast too. That was so fun. So fun. You're such a good conversation. I learned so much about you on that episode. Just you talking about, you know, like calling off an engagement and making these pivots. And I hope that anybody who catches that gets really inspired. You're such an amazing human being. And I'm so grateful. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. The Pyrite is monthly and the gold membership is just a one-time payment. But don't forget that experience called home. You can visit that at Euromagic.life forward slash home. And that will be with Brie Melanson and I, my fellow alien channeling Palladian boss babe. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.